You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports. Featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company, Podcast and Church Studios, and is produced by Rochelle Witten. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Cody, and Jimmy. Welcome, everybody, to a new Undercard. Cody is officially in Italy, enjoying... Um, the Bastard. Enjoying the Italian lifestyle. I know. I'm I'm super jealous of him right now. Oh, we're in fashionable super royal oak. Why are you jealous? Uh, well, jealous first of all, it's Italy, uh, which is, you know, I mean, it's the city. Well, it's a city of love or the country of love plus Italian food plus just so much history there. Like the two biggest places – I'd love to go to strictly from a historical aspect is Greece and and Rome or in Italy, you know Athens and Athens and and Rome because of the the history the Colosseum, you know Which I mean just that yeah I know I saw he, when he posted a picture of it I mean that's uh, super jealous you know and I mean it's kind of fitting too that he took a picture at the Colosseum because. Honestly, they the you know MMA fighters, boxers, they're modern day gladiators. True. So I mean, you know, for gladiators for our entertainment, you know, and the, you know, and it's actually kind of distract the masses from the politics. Well, see, that's I mean, yes, that's true. But, but true. Uh, funny enough, um, gladiatorial fighting was a lot like boxing and MMA. Now it was never. Very, I shouldn't say never. It was very rarely to the death. There was a lot of rules. There was actually referees. I mean, what you see in movies and stuff like that is so far from what it actually was like. It's you know, but you know, it's it's you you want to make it a big spectacle, you know, for the for the thing or whatever. But there were rules. Usually, it was the first blood. Um, the 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 uh, gladiators were kind of like modern day uh, sports uh, figures. Were like um, they did endorsement deals. Uh, they tried to get people to come to their. Um, oh God, I, I can't think of it. the 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 group that trained together was like a it starts with a D. I can't remember the name of it, Do- but like like a dojo. It, I, okay, we'll call it like a dojo, like but a it was it was like team? called like a a dormo or. A dormo or something like that, but um, it was uh, it was the 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 guy who owned it trained the gladiators, and he's the one that uh, uh, you know would get them fights. He he was kind of like the promoter, but he had his own like stable and stuff like that. So it was a lot closer to what boxers and MMA fighters do now than what we see in like movies and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I think everybody Im- yeah immediately thinks Russell Crowe. Yeah, the but, it's, but it's it wasn't. Like I mean, to a point, it kind of was because they did a lot of gladiators came from uh, conquered um, 
conquered tribes or conquered armies or whatever, but that's because they they were new faces. They were fresh warriors, and a lot of the, the guys knew that these guys knew how to fight, so they wouldn't just immediately die, you know, in the uh, in the arena, you know, they knew how to fight. They knew how to put on a good show. So yeah, um, but no, we're in fashionable Royal Oak, where we broadcast the undercard, which brings <laughs> us to our first uh, story. Rochelle, put on your headphones. Be part of the show, re- really quick here. I'm, first off, you're our expert on Taco I Bell. Am okay, part of the show right now. I'm working on things. Okay. Uh, I think your so, mic might be off, Rochelle. I couldn't hear so you. So the DailyTribune.com, okay. but this is everywhere. It's on the free press. Um, it, it's everywhere, but I think the Daily Tribune's got the best quote. Um, so the concept on Main Street is lots of restaurants, lots of drinking. It's it's Royal Oak. Um, there's been a Taco Bell cantina on Main Street in Royal Oak since January, but the the whole idea behind the cantina was to eventually have alcohol sales, serve slushy margaritas, and craft beers and stuff. This, where is this in Royal Oak? That's uh, kind of like by Mango Barbecue. Yeah, we kind of passed it. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen that. It's like um, right next to, like two doors down from Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I, th- I mean, I wasn't looking for it, but I I never noticed that. So Rochelle obsessed with Taco Bell. Like, I mean, if. It would be her final meal if she was serving like a death sentence. <laughs> but anyways, Royal Royal Oak has rejected a bid from the owner of the new Taco Bell Cantina on Main Street to serve alcohol. City commissioners voted 5-2 to two Monday to deny the restaurant's plan of operation following a recommendation by the police department against the move to serve alcohol. First off, what? Why? why what's the police got? No. Second off, owner Louis Dorch? Wanted to sell slushy margaritas and local craft beer at the location, which has a seating for about 30 people at 420 South Main Street. His family company, Deutsch Enterprises, or Dorch Enterprises, owns 24 Taco Bells and 30 Subway locations in Michigan. Taco Bell's cantina restaurants are a newer concept, and there are only 20 of them nationwide. About half of the cantinas have alcohol sales. Uh, Dorch's Taco Bell and Royal Oak would have been the first in the state to serve alcohol if the city had approved the move. As much as a novelty as it may be, it's still a Taco Bell, said Commissioner Kyle DeBuck. It's a national food fast food chain. I don't expect to be buying drinks there. DeBuck and a majority of the commission said police had valid concerns about the fast food restaurant selling alcohol. It caters to a very young crowd, said Police Chief Corrigan O'Donohue. Adding, there are already many liquor license locations in the downtown. We should be selective. A lot of issues is that it's a fast food restaurant. There are 45 businesses with liquor license in the central business district. Some city commissioners said they feared other fast foods seeking alcohol service approval from the city if they approved the Taco Bell Cantina request. Dorch has been in business for over three decades, but a police report on his effort to serve alcohol drinks, noted that he had never run a liquor license establishment before. Dorch has been represented by Royal Oak Attorney Jim Razor, a former city commissioner. Before Monday's meeting, officials met with the police chief and offered a number of changes to the operation plans to overcome police objections to alcohol sales at the Taco Bell. Razor said the restaurant was willing to operate under a bistro license to give the city more control, hire security staff on weekends, end alcohol sales at midnight, and hire a manager with experience in running a liquor service business. 
Average sales among 20 Taco Bell cantinas nationwide are about $1.1 million a year, Dorch said, explaining that alcohol would be a small part of the location's operation. Alcohol sales are about 8% of that, he said. Uh, John Leone, owner of Roke Brewery uh, in Royal Oak, was in talks with Dorch to offer Leone's local craft beer for sale at the Taco Bell Cantina. He urged city commissioners to approve the operations plan for the fast food restaurant. This is cool, he said, of the Taco Bell Cantina concept. It's forward thinking. It's very competitive out there, and we have to stay that way. The storefront where Dorch's uh, Taco Bell is on Main Street was vacant for more than three years before he had a soft opening there in January. With plenty of media coverage and anticipating the restaurant as the first of its kind in Michigan that would serve alcohol. City Commissioner Charlene Douglas said people come to Royal Oak because it's unique, including many of its restaurants that serve alcohol. She said in a restaurant... With table service, there are waiters better qualified to serve alcohol to patrons, unlike Taco Bell. I still think this is an establishment run by low-wage people working behind a counter, she said. Well, first off, that's political suicide. Honest to God, uh, Charlene Douglas, city commissioner, said, I still think this is an establishment run by low-wage people working behind a counter, she said. That was her... uh, her objection to the Taco Bell. So she, clearly she was one of the five. How do you how do you say that in modern day times and expect to keep your position, by the way? Um, so lots of things to break up, break down here, right? One, the police objection. What would be the objection to any other place that serves alcohol on on Main Street? Can you, can you think of one that would I mean, be invalid? I mean, you you can't drink and drive from any establishment, so let's rule out drinking and driving. Um, like I, I I'm trying. You hate to say this, but I'm going to say it right now. It sounds like Royal Oak trying to keep out a certain class of people. Oh, in the downtown I'm, area. I'm a hundred percent almost like class warfare. I I am I am a hundred percent positive that that's exactly what's what's happening. They. Royal Oak doesn't want the um, uh, Royal Oak doesn't want yeah, the riffraff. People that frequent Taco Bell are not the kind of clientele, with the exceptions. <laughs> I'm just saying this is Royal Oak we're talking about. Okay, so hey, are you saying I'm not up to Royal Oak no, no, quality? I, I, I'm saying Royal Oak thinks that you're not up to Royal Low quality if you frequent Taco Bell because they Royal Oak is um what is going on with my headphones here I don't it's weird okay there we go uh Royal Oak has a certain image that they want to uh project you know trendy hipstery you know all the fashions or whatever they don't want Taco Bell in Especially not on Main Street. On the outlying areas. Taco Bell Cantina. Hip. No. It's still Taco Bell. If they were to call it something else, I guarantee you it would get approved. But because they use the word Taco Bell in the name of the restaurant, they don't want anything to do with it. These people probably, they're probably hoping that by denying them the liquor license, they're going to get out of that spot 
anyway. You know, they, they'll he'll give up and he'll he'll move out and move somewhere else, especially on Main Street. Now, on the outlying areas, you know, that's okay because you know whatever you can. Uh, you know, your, your, um, uh, what is it called? Guilty pleasure, go get Taco Ball at two in the morning or whatever, and don't let your neighbor see you, you know, that's fine. But they don't want that kind of, uh, thing on Main Street. They want the cool, the hipstery, the Starbucks, the Cold Stone, the, you know, they want the, the, uh, not too trendy, trendy kind of uh, uh, places. You know, they want the, the, uh, the, the vape shops and they want the, you know, the, the coffee houses where you can hear jazz and the, the bookstores where, you know, you can find. I don't find... know of any bookstores. Oh, I know of two. Sheesh. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm a... not talking the used bookstores either. No, I'm talking used bookstores. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking. Oh, okay, yeah. I know. I know of two. Um, Ridiculous. But I. But I'm. I'm a big book person, so I seek them out. Now, they're not on Main Street, the Strip. But if you go down some of the side streets, there are bookstores. They're kind of hidden away, but they're still there. They're still on the the Main Street area, if you want to call it that. So, yeah, I think they denied the liquor license because they want them out of there. They don't want a Taco Bell on Main Street. They, they want to use it for something else. So they're hoping that maybe this guy, I, f- I forget his name. And then they shouldn't have proved it to begin with in the first place to have the, the restaurant there. Yeah, he, he made no, no, you know, like hidden agenda. Like he kind of said what he. he no, and I, but I think, I think what it was is they, at first they went, okay, fine. They went, okay, fine, you can, you can do it because they thought he was going to fail. And then he didn't fail. So, oh, man, this keeps going in and out. Um, he didn't fail. So uh, uh, now they're, they're, they're trying to find another way to get rid of him. Okay, but so the the police department had objections, it, it, and we don't know what their objections were, but it sounded like he was going to stop at midnight serving. He was going to have security staff. He was going to make it a, a bistro license, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is my logic, and I, I like to think I, I've gotten ahead in life because I don't think like other people. Taco Bell, more than any place on Main Street, would have less – problems with drinking because are you going to hang at a taco bell all night you're going to grab yeah. one no you're not if you're drinking you're, you are no no that that that's a place <laughs> to like grab like food and move on somewhere man. else right you're going to grab your 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 well, sal- yeah, slushy yeah, margarita yeah, yeah you're going to eat and then you're going to go on to your next destination well, not like bar a you, you probably can't take it outside though well, no, he had a patio, but I, but I'm saying you might eat in there. I, I don't think it was going to be club cantina where people would drink there all night. Or I think there's more alcohol problems, and I'm not going to name names, but a restaurant where you're going to sit down and pound them. Well, do you think maybe it's they're they're worried that people were going to come there already super drunk and then get even worse because of the alcohol? It seems like the owner was trying to. Yeah, it seems like the owner was trying to curb that. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I mean, that's true. I'm just thinking, like, you know, what's a place that people go when they get out of the bar? They go to Taco Bell. Right, you but know? they're going to be closed. But they're going to be closed at midnight. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I 
maybe, I mean, I hate to say it, but Royal Oak. Yeah, you know, I thought it could have been a could, good starter before the bar. Yeah. You go in there. You go in there. Grab a burrito grab, real quick. Grab a burrito, grab a drink. Before yeah. you go, get a starter drink. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's 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 good logic from a, you know, drinking standpoint. I I don't know. And I mean, I know I Royal Oak, you know, they're, I hate to say it, but, you know, Main Street's got some prime realty. I hate to say it, but we know how things go. Could possibly be that the police chief or whoever it was that made that recommendation, he knows somebody that wants that spot, so he denied them the license in the hope that they'll go away. Allegedly. Allegedly, I'm just saying, you know. Uh, I'm just saying, but uh, I mean, we know how politics go. Main Street's Baltic Avenue at best. Uh, <laughs> no, not not anymore. Uh, now, now it's what's the the one? Not the one just before Boardwalk and Pork Place, but the one before that. Here, here, yeah, but here's once again some different thinking, right? Then don't have Eats, Beats, and uh, Arts, Beats, and Eats. Yeah, don't have it here. And and you know what? Uh, give it to Ann Arbor or a town that's cool. And and I, I've been around the world like. Ann Arbor is one of the coolest towns in the world because they are so liberal, and that they are—they're not liberal. Are you fucking? Kidding? No, I'm saying they're fifteen. No, I'm saying that they're the coolest town in the world. Oh no, they are. <laughs> There's not a part of Ann Arbor that I don't walk through in the summertime that I'm not like. This is one of the greatest towns. Restaurant wise, bar you, you and I have very different opinions on Ann Arbor. Very really? different opinions. I can't stand Ann Arbor. Wow. I love Michigan. And I love, you know, I love the college, but I don't like the kids that go there. Okay, but the, the and restaurants and stuff, the, they're, they're, the bars. Let me, let me, let me, okay. If I could literally just transport, like, to that place, I there are a ton of bars, there are a ton of restaurants that I would love to go to. But actually getting to those places, there's so many times I just want to punch somebody because I can't stand the parking. I can't stand the people. I can't stand the students. I can't stand like I, I just it, it frustrates me because there's so there's I, so I much positivity in this room right now. No, I'm just like yeah. like I love the places that are in Ann Arbor. I just don't like. The the I don't even know how to describe it. It's not broy, it's not even hipstery. It's like a bro hipster kind of vibe, and I just it, it rubs me the wrong way. It really does. It I just don't like the the a lot of what I run into when I go down to Ann Arbor. Okay, you know I just it 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 bothers me. Okay, but I but again, I love the restaurants. I love the bars, and like I said, if I could just go there without having to park, without having to walk down the streets. See, I think their parking's pretty good for a city that has. Mm. F- figure this out: they they take in a hundred thousand people on a Saturday. No, and still I find a way to park everybody. I, 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 I the golf course I, is a huge part of that. I, but. I that's fine, but I still I think their parking's pretty good downtown. <sighs> You're not going to get free. But where are you going to get free in any city that's worth something? Yeah, but I think the most we've paid is like maybe seven dollars to park for like hours and hours. But we're way off subject here. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just saying a liberal, hip city like Ann Arbor. Like I just don't understand why Royal Oak. I mean, the big thing with the arts, beats, and eats, right? Is all they do is write parking tickets. It's just Mm -hmm. a revenue generator. Oh yeah. 
you yeah. know that like you know they. But they can make you imagine if they did Arts Beats and Eats in Ann Arbor? Or, I mean, yeah, it'd be like the Hash Bash, or it would be like something really fun in Ann Arbor, or the Naked Mile before they stop. Technology took over, and the Naked Mile was no longer ever going to be allowed. It God, could be spread God over best. so much different areas, as opposed to like just what all they do here, concentrated yeah. in one area. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I Ann Arbor has three main streets, and I, I know mean, there no, is I a know. main street. No, but I then know. There's also three streets yeah, three, just like yeah. That. I I under yeah I uh, I understand the I just, billiards, mm. the bars. I just think as I get older, I even appreciate Ann Arbor more. And and then See, a I, lot of the people I'm exactly the opposite. But the lot of the lot of people you're talking about. Don't go to the places that me and Rochelle go to anymore. Like right. we don't go to student places. I'm not, and that's what I'm saying. Right. If I could just go to those places without having to go through other places, I would be fine. But it's getting to those places that that just urgh, I get I get so angry and frustrated sometimes. So my theory, if if this guy even would ever hear this, is I would take my idea and I'd I'd move it to Ann Arbor, which would embrace it probably think it's fun and you still got oh, a 21 cantina. to drink right yeah oh yeah do a drink minimum too who cares three drink minimum two drink minimum i'm telling you no one she's the biggest taco bell fan over here she doesn't want to spend more than an hour in there like i mean I, I i really think this police objection is 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 so phony because no one's gonna it's not yeah, i mean even mongo barbecue which we like yeah. has a shelf life you were gonna find a bar that we can drink at like I, I just the police objection is the thing, and then I can't believe the lady said low wage workers. Yeah, I mean, that's whoa, mm. whoa. What do you what do you think the rest of the waitresses and waiters are? I mean, you're you're attacking a, a basic working class because waiters you're, and waitresses. Well, no, those are two different classes of people. Uh, according, see, I still according, think they're working class, and I think you were attacking working. Class. No, I think she's attacking fast food workers. Not, not nah, waitresses and waitresses. very cool. I know. I'm saying I don't think she was attacking uh, food service industry people. I think she was attacking specifically fast food workers. Taco but, Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, like places like that. But like, when me and you met each other, Midtown, right? Uh, back in the day, right? Yeah, Third tell, Street. Uh, yeah. Well, tell me everybody that was a, a waiter, everybody that was a waitress, everyone was a bartender uh, in, in those areas, right? We're mm-hmm. we're working class mm-hmm. students ha- mostly. Okay, but we're on that same level as what she was discriminating against. No, I I disagree. I think I, a lot of them were artists and stuff, struggling no, to get right, by, yeah, and, no, but, it, or but students and stuff. What I'm saying is, bartenders, waitresses, waiters at at like bars, at restaurants, stuff like that. That's that's different from fast food workers. You know, those are two different. I mean, they're not. What I'm saying is, I, I'm I'm trying to put my 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 mindset into what she probably meant, not what she said, Ooh. but what she probably meant. I think she was attacking specifically fast food workers, oh, not not ser- food service industry people, just fast food workers. You better ne- I know she better never run her credit card anywhere at a fast food <laughs> restaurant because you're going to get the biggest loogie in your Whopper that you've ever gotten. Like, I mean, if people recognize the name, I mean, she's well, I, she's a she's a a small town. Uh, she's a councilwoman, right? Uh, city council, city city council, whatever. So. But, Honestly, people are not going to recognize her name. She's not that important. Somebody 
that but, is much more famous than we are uh, on this network, and I'm not talking about Bob and Dave, has picked up this story. He he's actually nobody on is more TV. famous in this network than us and Bob and Dave. No, 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 no. There <laughs> is kidding. somebody, and he's picked it up and has yeah. run with it. Yeah. Like I mean, it could really backfire. But what I'm saying her. is. It's not going to probably. And he has a food show. It's on not going to. It's not going to affect her now. I don't think, but I think it would affect her if she tried to move up because there's as no soon as, move from city council. Well, I mean, yeah, mayor. there is. Uh, you go to mayor. You know, maybe state state representative. Nah. But uh, I know some people that have gone from council to state representative. Okay. Um, but what I'm saying is now it's in because of technology because of the internet because of whoever this guy is uh if she decides to run for a higher office somebody will find this and yeah and she'll be done before it even starts all right uh moving on to our next subject before we get into some hand combat and stuff jack white uh played uh little caesar's arena the other day did he yep Cool. And, uh, so this was the biggest arena. Just Jack, not not Meg, too. Was no, Meg, that's been gone for a while. No, I know, but I know that sometimes they still collaborate. No, nah, no, nah, she wasn't there. Uh, but so the big deal was uh, your. It was a phone free concert. You put your yes, phone. I heard. Of, oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. And to tell you the truth, like I didn't think it was going to go smooth, and I didn't think on the way out it would be smooth because I've heard about problems at comedy shows, especially the comedians doing it. But I thought it was very refreshing yeah. to not have access to your phone and be forced to watch the show. And it was neat watching people walk around the concourse. Rochelle was there, too. Actually having to talk, interact, either eat food or go watch the show if you wanted to. This thing was slammed. I don't know uh what the official attendance was, but at first I where thought, was it at? Oh, uh, Little, Little Caesars, Caesars yeah, Little Caesars. Yeah, yeah. At first I thought nowhere near a sellout. They, out. they had they had they had set a sellout, and I was like, ah, nowhere near a sellout. And then it just kept filling and filling and filling until he he went on at like nine thirty, and it was packed in there, nine or nine thirty. Uh, let's see if I can. Find uh, it Rochelle, what do you think? No phone. I thought it was cool. I, I actually want more concerts to do it, like going forward. It was cool because it wasn't people taking selfies. It wasn't people videotaping it and looking through a tiny screen. It was you had to feel it. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. And the opening bands were loud. And then Jack White came on and he was even fucking louder. And I I can't. I can't get any. uh, Loud. Yeah, Jack White, amazing show. The only bad thing about the Jack White concert is I didn't get to experience the earthquake that I would clearly because of where <laughs> I lived. No, but see, um, I told you, I don't know if I felt it or not, or if that was just. You, there's no way you would have felt it if you were in a concert. I was going to say, because of the music, the vibration, you pro- it was probably. Well, I looked at Elijah and I go, did you feel that? Cause, <laughs> or it was Aiden. And I go, did you feel that? I go, did you feel how awesome that was? Yeah. I would say because I'm the the vibrations from the speakers themselves were probably greater than the uh, the earthquake itself. I I felt it without realizing I felt it. I was uh, home and I was on the couch and I thought like a dump truck like barreled down the street because it just went rawr, 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 and I'm like I heard like the window shatter like not shatter but rattle. I was like, what is that? And I looked out side and there were i didn't see a truck anywhere i'm like oh i wonder what that was and i found out it was a it was an earthquake but i uh 
Um, earthquake. Um, earthquake. I, uh, Ben Johnson heart. <laughs> I, uh, uh, when, we, when we were overseas, there, there was an earthquake that was, I think, right around the same magnitude. And the only way that we knew it happened was you, you've seen that meme where the lawn chair is falling over. Yeah. That that was literally how we knew there was an earthquake. One of the lawn chairs fell over. They use that for windstorms too. They'd be like, "Windstorm <laughs> we 2017, we will rebuild." Yeah, exactly. yeah. Hurricane. Yeah, hurricane. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, but yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. So the, the Pearl Jam, which is one of my favorite bands of all mm-hmm. time. Oh, what was um, look it up. And I don't know if this is Eddie Vedder or not, or if it was Jeff or, or someone in the band, but he had written like Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Ament, uh, <laughs> basically wrote something one time about like you know I was in singles. <laughs> basically wrote wrote something um, for their riot act tour, and it was in the program. And it basically was you know any other night something else could be going on here a basketball game, a hockey game, but not tonight. Tonight we're connected by music. And, you know, we, we, we're connected and we're going to feed off you and you feed off that. And that's what you got from the Jack White con- concert. Right. It literally felt like he didn't. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think he had a set list. I, I think he was feeding off the crowd and then mm-hmm. would go tell his band what to play and mm-hmm. then would come back and play it. Um, you don't get that with phones. And it was neat to see <coughs> the last few years he's been just playing under blue lights. Apparently, um, the whole stage is blue. It's not a lot of stage. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of video. Mm-hmm. Just very basic, like yeah. VCR video ish kind of things in the back. So you're really connected to the music, and it was just neat to see a sea of people responding back to his energy, and people not like worried about doing cameras and having having their moment taken. You mm-hmm. know, because at the end of the day, real good memories. We just watched a movie that said this. You don't need that to remember. And then I started what was thinking. The movie? Uh, we just saw uh, the one with John Cena. The blockers. Blockers. Oh, cock he, blockers. He, yeah. No, it's just called blockers. No, but it's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he just he wants a picture with his daughter, yeah. and then he says in in a moment he's like, "I don't need this to remember this." And then I started thinking of all the concerts I had been to, and there's not a lot of them I have pictures at, but I still remember the concert. So Jack White's mm-hmm. theory on you don't need that right is perfect, so you connect with it. So I actually want to see more things well, do this. Now on the flip side, there are a Please, lot of bands. Well, there's a lot of bands that are actually using. Uh, that encourage people to use their phones because they're using augmented reality during their concerts. Which so, is, what is that? Explain so, that to our crowd. Okay, so basically augmented reality is uh, you, you download an app, and, you, and the bands sometimes have an app that uh, you download like before the concert. It'll say, download this app. You bring up the app during the concert, and then you point the app at the stage or whatever it is they tell you to point it at, and then something that's not actually there in real life shows up on your phone, whether it be uh, a, a, a different person or you know whatever. So it augments reality. It's adding to the, the reality. Uh, Maroon 5 does it. Uh, Starset does it. I just heard, I think... Uh, Aerosmith 
uh, is doing it. By the way, these are all bands that need help because their stage performance. Well, no, 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 I'm not. But see, like uh, the Maroon 5 one, I think it's. I can't stand Maroon 5. Yeah. Well, but Maroon 5, I think it's uh, uh, during the concert. Uh, if you uh, if you download the the app, I'm trying to remember because I, I heard about this. If you if you do the augmented reality thing during the concert, um, like it it puts them all in like some other kind of like outfit or something. I don't remember how right. it is. Uh, I know Aerosmith. If you uh, when you're waiting in line to go in there, if you they're like they have a poster. If you do the augmented reality, you'll see. Um, you'll see them with the background of the poster, but it's video from one of their old concerts. So it looks like you're watching a little mini concert in front of the banner. Um, so you get to see old Steven Tyler and old, old, or young, well, young, Joe young. Perry. Yes, yeah. exactly. Instead of the um, 70 year old. Right, right. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's kind of funny because I, I know we're, uh, uh, like you're saying, with I'd like to see more concerts without the the phones or whatever. I would love to. I would. I would too. I love. Like I try not to. I'm guilty of it, but I try not to take too many photos or videos while I'm doing, you know, watching a concert or whatever, because I want to enjoy the concert. And I and it bugs me more than anything else when the person in front of me is holding up their phone and I'm watching the concert through the screen of their phone. Like that bugs the crud out of me on the flip side of it the the techie version the techie side of me really likes the idea of augmented reality concerts like i just you want to see a hologram tupac i want it well i mean maybe not hologram tupac but let me okay so i'll give you an example like um how cool would it be to have let's say um uh a band let's say pearl jam okay they do a augmented reality concert, and one of the things that they do with the augmented reality concert is they take old archival footage of like Elvis Presley. They do one of Elvis's songs, and when you do the augmented reality, it looks like Elvis is actually on stage with the band doing the the song that they're doing, and they use his vocals, mix it in, so it sounds like him too. What's cool about it if you do augmented reality is your phone will capture whatever's on your screen. So if you were to take a picture of it at that point in time, it would look like you took a picture with, with Pearl Jam and Elvis Presley on stage. Yeah, it sounds like way too much work for no, no, me no. to do while I'm at a concert. <laughs> Not like, my cup of tea, but I can yeah, see where people would like it. I am just saying, like, I, I, I would love both. It, but the augmented reality, if they're going to do it, it needs to be like something wow it can't just be you know you do this and like little fireworks will pop up or something you know no no, no. just no don't do the phone then but if you want to do something epic like that then i would be all for it because that'd be a really cool thing to do now the the crazy thing about me saying that i i, I want to see more bands do this um because i thought there was a connection jack white had with the audience mind you Pearl Jam back in the day to get ahead of uh, bootleggers because their bootlegging thing, they allowed tape recorders before any bands did. You could bring yes. tape recorders mm-hmm. in to record the show. Yep. Then they started releasing their own bootlegs for 10 bucks mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, So the Detroit show was very special a few years back, and uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen done is they took all the cell phone footage that mm-hmm. they could find mm-hmm. uh, and a fan put it together 
and you have the complete concert from different people's viewpoints of a camera. Now, you wouldn't be able to have that with Jack White's thing. Mm-hmm. And it's the complete concert shot from a million different <laughs> right, ways. Right, yeah. That's pretty cool, but yeah. It had, but it had their... Audio. Their audio. Right, their audio. That's, so it's that's crystal pretty clear cool. audio. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, pretty cool. See, yeah. again, you wouldn't the, techie have ver- the techie version of me loves that idea. Yeah, so like you, you, know? you have a million dps out there any footage and it's to the real audio that is on the cd so right and it's synced up perfect so when he's singing here right. go to another camera it's synced up perfect so that would be missing yeah i see what you're saying i've never been in you know you two with uh, that's why i don't like stadium shows because in a stadium show you, you're you're 60,000 people, right? Right. So you can't just be up there with the guitar playing right. because those people can't see you so far. So the stages have to be bigger. The right. production has yep. to be bigger. It's typically why I don't like stadium shows right. is because there's just such a disconnect. Yeah. yeah. You know? You want something a lot more intimate. Right. Yes. Where you can connect with the artists and kind of feed off their energy. I've never been to a stadium show. I saw you two uh, at Pontiac Silverdome on Halloween, uh, and their stage was huge, yeah. and it was a Pop Mart thing. I've seen Dave Matthews Band yeah. at Meadowbrook when he was starting off, but then also saw him at Comerica Park. It's tough to do a stadium show. Yeah. I was going to say, I and think. And connect. Yeah. I was going to say, I think one of my favorite, like I, I saw like way back in the day, I saw Billy Joel. I don't remember what Excuse what place you. it was at. Uh, oh, I really? saw uh, Garth Brooks. Um, I saw um, the the, uh, the Rolling Stones at um, the Old Tiger Stadium. Uh, but I, I have to say, for me, and not just because they're one of my favorite bands, my favorite concert I've ever been to was Bare Naked Ladies at the Fox Theater. Okay. And the reason that I loved Bernicolet to the Fox Theater was because it was very much like, I mean, we were seven rows back. So, I mean, it was awesome to begin with, but it was a much more intimate crowd. And because Bernicolet Ladies is very much audience participation, the craft macaroni and well, cheese. Well, there's and... more than just that. No, I, know. I mean, yeah, but like that kind of thing, it's. That kind of venue where it's a little bit more intimate and there was just a lot of interaction with the crowd because, A, they could do that because of the size of the the theater – uh, and but B because they actually do engage the crowd a lot more than some of the other bands. You know, what I'm saying they like uh, artist participation, right. and so that that was by far my favorite concert I've ever been to. I mean, I saw them like way back when they were starting off. Like I used to go into Canada and watch them at little like house shows and stuff. I mean, that was great. But the Fox Theater, there was just something magical about it was big enough that it was like a large crowd, but it was still small enough that it was intimate, you know? Right. And there's something also we we talked about is about seeing a band in their peak. Right. And, yes. And Jack White could not be more at his peak right now. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he he's at musically right now mm-hmm. at, at equivalent to in his prime. So to to see him in his prime, in his biggest arena, a block away from where he went to school, Cast Tech, even though that, that building's gone, um, it was special. It was a good night, you know? And you know what? I like bands that do different set lists. And uh-huh. we, actually, we had 
uh, speaking of good seats, uh, uh, the people at Joe Louis Arena gave really good seats to Garth Brooks one night. And I think we were row five or something like that. But we knew Garth Brooks played the same set list every night. And we had tickets the next night. And we were like, eh. You know, because like right. it's yeah. the same set list. Pearl Jam – and from what I can see, Jack White, and I'm going to introduce you to a website you're going to love. You can even look to see what Bare Naked Ladies played. Uh, setlist.fm, greatest website if you're a music fan. Just you go and you can see what everybody they play every night. Um, search bands, search the day. You can go back and look at setlist. But Pearl Jam has never played the same show. What's it called? Ever. Setlist.fm. Um, set or setlist.com or setlist.fm. No, yeah, it's setlist.fm. All right. I want to see if it pulls up here. Oh, it will. Somebody, I'm just, somebody well, I'm going to make sure I typed it in correctly. Yep. Um, but that's the great thing about Pearl Jam. You could have five tickets for five different shows in a row. And they're going to be you would all go, different right, shows. It would be all different shows. And that, to me, is a true mu- uh, musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Springsteen does it. They change up their set list the way they feel that night. Like, literally, Eddie Vedder goes into... Uh, a dressing room and kind of feels what the city feels and kind of kind of feels the mood that the band feels in and he, and he comes out and that's what they perform what worked in soundcheck what didn't it's, uh, and that was the cool thing I really do think and I I don't know how we'd know this I I don't think Jack White had uh, he went back to the band and talked to him a lot I think he was feeding off what the crowd would give him and there was even a point in the concert where he asked the crowd do you mind if i slow it down for just a second because he i mean he was just hitting it was a fast-paced concert mm-hmm. everything was rocking and then he did one slow song then he finished rocking 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 out um my theory though on uh the lca being a very quiet building was proved proven correct again uh, as I said before, the Let's Go Wings chant, stuff like that can't get started in that building. The acoustics are built horribly. So he finished with Seven Nation Army, and I thought it was very weird that the crowd wasn't, you know, you know the part, the oh, 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 because I've seen him before with as the white stripes and stuff, and, and the crowd does it. The next night he plays Milwaukee, the crowd is crazy in it. It's just such a dead arena for sound. We couldn't hear that, could we? It was just the rock and part did, of seven. I did, but, but it was loud. no, it wasn't loud. Not where twenty two thousand we people. We were close shoot. enough to where we could have. You got the set list from that night. Uh, Is that amazing? That what, that website's amazing. Why well, it, it the the internet just rebooted itself? Uh, oh. So okay, so what am I looking up? You'd look up bare naked ladies. Okay, but give me give me. Uh, uh, okay, so artists. So, Look Let's up see. Bare Naked Ladies. All and right, then... So hold on. I'm going to do artists. Uh, so Setlist FM, everybody, why he's doing this, is a website Bare in which people record naked. the setlist of the shows as it happens. I like to go on it before I go to a show to get an idea of what the band is kind of doing, um, what they've played the night before. But it's also cool uh, if you go see. back and reminisce from your childhood because people have gone back and logged it and you you remember and you're like, oh, my God, I did see him play that or okay, I did see him play let's that. Let's see. Uh, give me a year for the Baronet Lady. Well, 1997. 1997. Okay. That was the stunt tour. Okay. Uh, Baronet Ladies of the Palace of Auburn Hills, 1997. I had four so throw. Do, let's do this one. Uh, clicked on it. Okay, the set list: Grade Nine, Enid, Stomach versus Heart. It's all been done. Hello City, Shoebox, Never is Enough, Life in a Nutshell, Straw Hat and Old Dirty Hank, Fight the Power, Public Enemy cover, Alternative Girlfriend, These Apples, This Is It, 
Jane, Break Your Heart, Crazy, Box Set, Great Provider, The Old Apartment, Blame It on Me, Be My Yoko Ono, If I Had a Million Dollars, uh, All Money Sane, Robert Burns, If I Had a Million Dollars, Continued, Bare Naked Rap, Encore, Lovers in a Dangerous Time, oh. Brian Wilson, and You Will Be Waiting. Now tell me that site ain't cool. You can that's go pretty, back. That's pretty cool. The so site, that was so you, that was before Stunt. That had to be before Stunt. Stunt yeah. came out in the summer that year because well, I, that I was saw December thirty first, record store, nineteen ninety seven. So uh, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. Uh, no. All right, let's see. Let's they go. Did, they did a record release party at a at a record store, like in Farmington Hills or something. Okay. So as Jimmy's going through this, you can yeah. go back into the past and look at shows you might have went to that you might have forgot the set list to. Like I said, it, it's good. Say you have uh, Jimmy Buffett tickets this year or something, you can kind of get an idea of what Jimmy Buffett's going to be All playing right, that year. Give me a give me another artist. Oh God, Pearl Jams are crazy, dude. Pearl just, Jam. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Uh, give me a year. Um, let's go back to 1991, Blind Pig, Ann Arbor, and just see what... All right, let's see. What we Pearl Jam. Uh, let's see. I got to find... Blind Pig, Ann Arbor. I don't know. Do you think they played Evenflow? Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Do you remember about what time of the year it was? That was March or April. All right, so I'm going to go... I got to... That's a if wild not, shit. you can do 1992 Lollapalooza at DTE. Uh, or, hold on, hold on. Pineab. You said it's you think radio. it was. I thought it was March or April. All right, let's, let's see. Uh, Keep talking. I'm going to see if I can find. Oh no this. problem. If not, look up Lollapalooza 1992. It was a, I think, seven or eight songs they got to get in, and then Soundgarden was after them. I think it was six or seven, eight songs. God, who would have thought they they would be just as big as they fucking were. They were the third band, I think, that played that day at Lollapalooza 92. No one knew. Like, I mean, just... And they stole the show. They had, like, the morning set. And they were just that that much bigger than anybody else. Who is that other band? I'm trying to think of their name. Uh, there's nothing from Michigan for that time period. Someone didn't log it then. Uh, go to 92, Lollapalooza, uh, D... Uh, 92? Yeah, that would be Pine Knob. Okay, so hold on. I got to go. Pearl Jam. 1992. 1992. Lollapalooza. Oh, there it goes. Pearl Jam, Lollapalooza. Open uh, Brazil. Release. Hold on. I'm, I got to go back. Uh, 92. At where? Pine Knob. No one put it in yet. No, so, so there are some incomplete people where Wait, people have not gonna. I gotta go back. This is ninety two Lollapalooza, but hold on, I gotta, I gotta go back. Hold on, gotta go back to school now. Uh, oh, oh. Projama Lollapalooza, no, that's Minnesota. Back to school. All right, hold on. Florida, Georgia, Pennsylvania. Nope. No, so oh, it's not. We're still there. when? What time of the year was that? Summer, June, July, summer. Okay, so I'm not back far enough yet. Oh, there it is. Pearl Jam at Pine Knob Music Theater, Clarkson, Michigan. Here we go. All right, Porch, Why Go, Deep, Jeremy, Evenflow, Breath, State of Love and Trust, Alive and Once. That oh, yeah, was their yeah. set list. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you can always go do it. Uh, do you got what's on tap? You want to go to I, our only break for the show? Uh, let's go to tap? let's go to break because I have to go get my paperwork out of my car. I forgot to bring it in. No here. worries. And I am <laughs> drinking what was it called? Angry Beaver uh, Stout or something? Uh, it's actually pretty good. From I don't Falling remember. Down Beer sure. Company. We will be back in a few. Uh, once again, that site's setlist.fm. If you're a music fan, go check it out and just see what Neil Diamond played in 1978. Maybe Holy <laughs> holy Night in, in the Hollywood Bowl, Bowl or something. But I'll, I'll talk to everyone in a few minutes. You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. It's that time of night, everybody, and if you're listening to the podcast, uh, this is for the week of last week of April. Uh, Jimmy's going to do What's on Tap. You got the uh, audio there, Michelle? Dude, I hear it. All right, there we go. All right, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, April 26th at Tokyo, Japan. We have uh, Takishi Ino versus Yuki Nanaka. 12 rounds for the IBF Junior Middleweight Eliminator. Uh, April 27th at Manchester, England. Uh, we have the Ultimate Boxer One Night Welterweight Tournament. Three round fights. Quarterfinals. Drew Brown versus Jimmy Cooper. Tom Young versus Ben Eland. And Casey Benjamin versus Sam Evans. Isaac McLeod versus Andy Kramer. Uh, April 28th, Philadelphia on ESPN. We have Jesse uh, Magdalona versus Isaac Dogbo. 12 rounds for Magdalone's WBO Junior Featherweight title. HB, I'm sorry, at New York on HBO, we have Daniel Jacobs versus uh, Masik Sulecki. 12 rounds for the WBA Middle Middleweight Eliminator. We have Gerald Big Baby Miller versus Johan Duhapas. 12 rounds for the WBA Heavyweight Eliminator. Go, Miller. And we have Katie Taylor versus Victoria Bustos. 10 rounds for the WBA IBF Women Lightweight Title Unification. Uh, moving on to MMA. April 26th, uh, we have Megden Fighting 3. Serbia versus Russia. I just thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and April 28th, Bellator 198, Fedor versus Mir. And that is the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. And that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Rosemont, Illinois, which is basically Chicago uh, O'Hara Airport. It's basically Chicago. It's basically Chicago. It's an we got a uh, We got a hundred. We have 106 miles to Chicago. We got a half pack of cigarettes, <laughs> full tank of gas, dark. And we're wearing sunglasses. What you do is you go north down, uh, yeah, so you, you pass Chicago on the right, and then you veer off to the west, and then you run into it in O'Hara Airport out there. But, yeah, so that's basically Chicago. By the way, I, I, I forgot to, to tell you guys this. Uh, so you remember when I drove out to Wisconsin for that job interview, right? Correct. Wisconsin. So I, Wisconsin. So I drove through Chicago on the way there. And passed it on ninety four, or actually through it, like short. Drive. I, I went around. I went around, okay. uh, you know, Chicago. Um, on my way back, I stopped and I visited with my friend who lives in Chicago. I was coming back, and every toll that I saw that I like, I, I don't know how to describe it. I was driving, 
and it seemed like all the toll booths were like taking like you exited and there was a toll booth. Mm-hmm. So I just kept driving. About a month ago, I got a bill in the mail. I missed like seven tolls. Yeah. I had to pay. Awesome. I had to pay. I had to pay eighty dollars because I missed seven like two dollar tolls. Breaking I'm like, law, but here, but here's the thing though. I never saw the toll. Like, there's no, there, there's nothing saying that you have to pull off the freeway, hit the toll, then get back onto the freeway. I just stayed on the freeway waiting to hit a toll when I got off. But apparently, you have to keep going off and back on, going off and back on, going off and back on. So that is, I mean, honestly, that is ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I'm like, if I knew I had to hit those tolls, I would have hit them. But there's nothing, there was no, nothing on there saying that you have to pull off every single time you saw a toll. It was ridiculous. <laughs> they, they, do it, they do it on purpose. They do it on purpose because they knew, uh, they know out-of-towners like me are going to miss the tolls. So they get $80 for missing, you know, a bunch of tolls. It was ridiculous. Yeah, they do know because, uh, you know. Obviously, I lived in Chicago for a little bit. So the we've taken the toll road. We've gone a lot because we're Cubs fans in Chicago. But I, we've only taken the toll once, and that was because 94 was backed up. You remember? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to take the toll. You never take the toll. But here's the thing. I didn't know. <laughs> go I, I, I literally just put in my GPS. And that has to be a big bill because their tolls aren't cheap. Like it was twenty seven bucks from when we got it, on it. It would have been it would have been uh, fourteen dollars if I had actually paid the tolls, wah, wah. but it ended up being eighty dollars because I didn't pay them. Mm. But here's the thing: from where I was, this was the only route that I could go. Yeah. It didn't give me an option to go somewhere else. It said this is how you have to go to get out of here. So I didn't I didn't know any better. Was your friend worth it? I absolutely. Sh- yeah, she's she's my best friend. I'm just playing. I know she's one of my best friends in the world. Her and her and her boyfriend Aaron, and I rarely actually get to Chicago to visit with them. They come to Michigan a lot, and you know the the people, the group of friends get together every time. Her and another friend who now lives in California. They used to both live in Chicago. Yeah. Um, whenever they would come into town, you know it was because it's for the holidays or a special event or you know whatever. But rarely do I actually get to go to Chicago. Uh, to visit with them. So it was nice to see their apartment. And actually it's a condo. They bought it, mm-hmm. but it, it's an apartment. Like I don't, I don't get, I don't get condos like that are stacked on top of one another like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know it exists, but I'm like, if you're going to have them in Trenton, I know, but I'm like, if you're going to buy something like you, you buy a house, you don't buy what is essentially an apartment well, and Chicago's call it a, a condo. Different if they're in Chicago, yeah. So real I'm estate's saying, a premium. No, I and I understand that. I'm saying, like to me, like I can't. If I'm going to buy something, it's going to be a house that I don't have to live with somebody beneath me or above me. You know, like I just can't. Like if I'm paying good money for something, I want it mine. The whole building is mine. Right. You know. <laughs> Not not share it with a bunch of other people because you don't know who you're going to get as neighbors. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, you don't know who you're going to get as neighbors when you buy a house either. But it's not like they live above or below you. As, you know what I'm saying? As uh, Seth Rogen found out when Zach Efron brought a frat house and oh neighbors. My. True story. I believe it was uh, based off. Uh, oh no, it wasn't based on a true story. 
No, I, I, I was just saying the $80 yeah. thing because less than 10 people I would probably spend 80 The good news is, Jimmy, you're, I'd spend 80 on you. Uh, but Rochelle, I mean, I didn't intend to spend $80, but I mean, yeah. there wasn't much I could do at that point in time. If, if you're new to the show, there's a few things you need to know about me as a host. One, um, I like to talk about the weather. It probably shows my age, but I like to talk about the weather. Oh, boy. Uh, I like to talk about the two, weather. If I don't have to get out of my pajamas and leave the house, I won't leave Nobody the will. house and I won't that, get out of my that's pajamas. Not, that's not exclusive to you, Brad. I'll just leave uh, the house in my pajamas. Three, I don't like people besides old people and children. And those people I care about, <laughs> but then I don't like you. So, like, if, if I talk to you... I'm not going to say like you should feel honored or anything, but it's really a small circle. Rochelle will tell you, like I really hate people. (laughs) Oh, she knows. She's laughing because it's true. That's true. You know, some of my friends I've had forever, but I'm just when you say eighty dollars, I hate people too. I mean, for the most part. So, so those are the rules. We'll add to them as we go along. But yes, the pajama rule. uh, I think I love to talk the weather. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. I, I, I think that's. I think the pajama thing's <laughs> a pretty common thing, not just you, Brad. I mean, honestly, how many studios do you have on your phone where you check the weather? Yeah, but did you go visit your lawyer in pajamas today? Because I did that. I marked Zuckerberg today. I, I, I had. Uh, I, I I was working today. Okay, so I went and saw my lawyer in pajamas. That's fine. Michigan pajama pants. I, I, pajama pants. Well, I can't. I can't go anywhere in my pajamas because my pajama bottoms nope nope, nope. i don't want to know they're holy or show something or you're hung or they're no, not no, there no, no, wait, 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 yeah. where, no, where no no i have dorm pants i have dorm pants but yeah they have like a tear in the bottom pants. dorm pants they're like flannel type not flannel but like uh just look up dorm pants they're pajama pants but they're not. But they're called dorm pants. They're called pajama pants. Well, no, you're pa- the only person I've ever pa- heard that. Pajama pants are part of a pants. set. No, they're not. No, well, no, then I, I, there's nothing that ever matches. Never, ever, ever in our house. Oh. I have one pair of pajamas that matches. You just well, see here. Them. Here's the thing. So I used to have a Incredible. ton of scrub bottoms that I would use as pajama bottoms. But I, they all disappeared on me. So if I was wearing my scrub bottoms, if I yeah, if I was wearing my scrub bottoms, I would go out in the scrub bottoms because it just looks like I came from work or a hospital Which or whatever. Which is gross, by the way. Yeah. If you leave the hospital in your scrubs, don't yeah. you come near me? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. God gonna, knows. I'm gonna hug. That. I'm gonna hug all over you. So disgusting. Um, but uh, uh, um, well, what are you supposed to do? They don't, they don't have lockers for you to change. Like should bathroom. Uh, I'm just, yeah. Put on my regular clothes. It was actually I walk out. It, you would actually get more diseases going into that bathroom than you would just wearing your scrubs out. Uh, but I'm anyways, not wearing my scrubs into my house. Yeah, There's but no anyways, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't wear my pajama. I can't wear my pajama bottoms because they have a big tear in one of the legs. So, yeah. oh, I, but I would not in the crotch because no, 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 no. But the, so back to but the, I would. The crazy thing about my my friends though is that really. A, I have a really good ability of just touching base with friends and us connecting pretty good. And then there's a few that are like in the inner circle that I talk to like daily. And then like me and you have known each other for a while. Me and Cody have a great relationship because I I, I think it's the same situation where it's like, um, you know, it, we just I don't know. I, I, I you, you know where they say you can't. You know, you 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 can't have enough friends. I, I totally disagree with that concept. I'd rather spend it with my family. And I mean, you really have to put. You know who pushed his way in? 
Mike uh, from the Tornado Show, dude. Mike Reisner. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, he kicked in the door, and he's part of it. Like, But, I mean, it's not easy. You know to what I'm saying? To be your friend? There's to not let enough people time. In. There isn't enough. Yeah. Uh, top Rope Review, uh, yeah. Tabitha, Josh. Yeah, and Josh. Josh. They've yeah. become friends, too. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I don't. You know, I, I realized somebody posted the other day. This was brilliant. How much? Let me see if I can find this really quick. All right. So in the meantime, it. are you excited for Infinity War? Absolutely. I already have tickets. I'm going with a friend Thursday night. We're seeing it at 930. Ooh, okay. So tomorrow so- night, tomorrow night, I actually, I'm making myself go see Black Panther. See, that's our dilemma. We haven't I, seen it. Okay. I, I'm going tomorrow. Well, it'd be way out of the way for you guys to come to where I'm going to go see it, but it's still in the theaters. I know. So tomorrow night, I'm forcing myself to go see Black Panther, no matter how late it is. I have to go see it because I have to see it before the Infinity so War. That was my question. Yes. Are, are you making it a point to do that yes. before? Because he's like, well, we can just watch it. No. I'm like, no. No, because there are going to be references to exactly. Black Panther in Infinity War. There will be characters exactly. in Infinity War that will have been introduced during Black Panther. You have to, you have to see every movie that has ever come out since uh, Iron Man. Okay, so I haven't seen a Spider-Man Homecoming. See, you got to see it. And I haven't seen Thor Dark World. Okay, Thor Dark World, you could get away but with. But I've seen Ragnarok. Okay, Thor Dark World, you can get away without seeing because it, it didn't really change anything. It was just kind of, well. It just got rid of What's-Her-Face. It got rid of What's-Her-Face. And actually, no, you do need to see Dark World because it introduces one of the Infinity Stones. Well, see, I know where they all are. Okay, so where are they? Well, one is on Vision. Yes, that's the Mind Stone. One, uh, the collect the collector has two. No, the collector thought he had two. Okay, so well, I yeah, no, actually, he, he might. Uh, no, he doesn't. I don't think he has any of them. He might have one. Damn it! I have a magazine. It's in my. I mean, house. he might. He might have the Time Stone. Let me finish this thought really quick, and then we'll go back. Yeah, to go ahead. There, uh, somebody posted this. This isn't. This isn't mine, but this is so true. Your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram friends list is this: fifteen percent of people who care. 30% of people who are just nosy, 40% of people who don't really know you, 15% of people who no longer are long again. That is probably pretty funny. Yeah, no, I, yeah, probably. Uh, about 15% of people that are actually yeah. real friends on there. Okay, back to Infinity. I, I yeah. saw it and I, I thought it was great. Okay, so. Uh, okay, um, so the, I think the Time Stone, the Tesseract, is the one that the uh, the collector has. Okay. The Mind Stone uh, is Envision. Uh, the uh, the Time Stone uh, Doctor Strange has, or knows where it's at. It's in his, it's, it's in, in the necklace, medallion. the Eye of Agamotto right. or whatever. Um, the Power Stone uh, is the one that the Guardians, Guardians of the had. Galaxy. But that is in Novacore. Right. Novacore has it. So then there's one no, more. No, I take it back. No, because the Time Stone is in uh, Asgard. The Time Stone, the Tesseract, was in the basement of the... The thing in, in Asgard, so the collector didn't have any of them. No, the collector has one. I just read this. Damn it. I'm okay, gonna, anyways. Brad. But, uh, but so the one that you're missing is the ether, the red one. There's one in Black Panther. That must be the missing, the missing one then. Because there was one that hadn't been introduced yet. And that must be the missing one. I haven't seen Black Panther, so I can't say for certain. Right, no, no, no. I, I just read it somewhere that um, that that's where. Yeah. The six Infinity Stones. Okay. But the, the, the red one, the ether, was the one that was introduced in, in the Dark World, in Thor Dark World. Maybe the, oh, no, I think they have another one in Asgard then, too, because I think they have that one, too. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm, I, so many things have changed that I'm not sure where some of these things ended up. Uh, well, the Tesseract um, in Ragnarok. Um, yeah. Was in the basement in the Asgardian Palace's well, yeah, basement. So yes. Has it. The Mind Stone, uh, Loki Scepter. Yeah, that's the one that was the. Uh, that's now in that's Vision. That's right? The Ether. That's the one that's the reality in, stone. The that's the one that uh, was introduced in Thor: Dark World. Um, collector. Oh, so he, oh, that's right because uh, um, uh, the the two the the gruff guy and the girl gave it to the collector at the end of Dark World. That's right. I forgot about that. That was an after scenes, uh, after credit scene. So and Thanos steals the the power. The power stone, stone, the one that was in Novacore. And the time stone is in the, Ag- uh, the Iva Agamotto. Right. And yep. the soul stone, which we have not seen yet, is introduced uh, in Black Panther. Uh, no, because I, I think they were using it at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to create Adam Warlock. That thing that you saw at the very Adam. end. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, Adam Warlock. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's the soul stone. He says there aren't any in Black Panther, but okay. Thanos has the Soul Stone. Okay, so he must have stole it from them before uh, the event, you know, after the events the or whatever. The Soul Stone won't even be in Infinity War. It won't show up till Captain Marvel. Oh, well, Captain Marvel comes out before... It says next year. I was going to say, Captain Marvel comes out before the second part of Infinity War, so... And this was published today. Yeah, so that's probably... So the Soul Stone will probably be introducing Captain Marvel, which then she will also be a part of Infinity Wars when it continues in, right, in the, in the, next, in the next uh, thing. No, because Infinity Wars being broken down into two movies. Okay. So this is part one that comes out uh, the, uh, this week. Uh, part two comes out next year. And I believe Captain Marvel will probably be a part of that then. Because... That gets released before the next Infinity War, just like Black Panther. But I'm, but what I was starting off with yeah. is the fact that yes, Black Panther is a necessity before Infinity. Yes, War. it absolutely is. Thor: Dark World, you can get away with it just kind of uh, introduce the Dark Elves and introduce the Ether, but because well, unless I can tell you, unless Spider Man is somehow on my Netflix or my Hulu, it will not be watched before. <sighs> okay. Do you have stars? No. Okay. Do you want to come to my house and borrow it? No. Because <laughs> I have it. Because, yeah, I mean, you kind of... Because there's going to be a lot of things that, that Peter has in this movie that were introduced in Homecoming. Some of the technology and stuff, so... I, I think know. I'll catch up. Okay. I'm just saying, I... Okay. I had not seen it. Those you're, are the you're only giving really, him anxiety. It really, I mean, I, I, I know. Right? I mean, honestly, well, not you giving him an exam. I'm just saying, like, what's wrong with you? No, I'm just saying, like, you really should see it though, because it really is a good movie. It it is on par, maybe actually a little bit better than the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Those weren't good. Okay, those weren't good. But I'm so, saying, yeah, but it's better then. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying Barbarella with Jane Fonda was better than yeah, probably was. But I mean, <laughs> good movie. But but hold on, but. It was the first real Spider-Man movie. So that in itself, even though it wasn't great movie, it was still great because it 
it kind of allowed them to look at it and go, you know what, maybe we can actually do this. So you actually kind of have to give credit to Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire for kind of launching the Marvel Universe. Because Marvel looked at it, Marvel looked at it and went, maybe we can do something. Okay. So... Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm glad everything's on video now. So, like, when you guys geek out on Marvel, they they can just see how dumbfounded I look. Like, I'm just like like a deer <laughs> in headlights. I'm like, what are they talking about? No, no one can see me. No, yeah, they can. You're on video. No, no, you are. On you video. Are, you're, you're on. You're on video that right video now. Is you. And actually, I oh. found. Actually, I found a way. <laughs> I, I found a way while we were talking. I have all three of our cameras going at the same time. Great. Same. Yeah, I believe that's called a menage a trois. <laughs> It, 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 yes. Okay, I just saying. Just saying. All right, so let's uh, talk a little hand combat here, and then uh, we'll what? we'll wrap up some stuff here. <laughs> Sacrilege. I know. I know. What are our topics? <laughs> oh, boxing and MMA. Well, let's get to them. The end of the show, dude. As as much as we were talking about how Eddie Vedder goes in the back room and comes up with a set list, sometimes what do I, what I just do I feel like talking about. What today? do I feel about today? Kind of on the, on the drive here. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes. I mean, our production meetings are me texting you guys going, so what are we talking about? Who do we have as a guest? Do we have anybody But as it a leaves guest? a great paper trail. It really does. But, so, But, but it's know. frustrating for me because I can't prepare for anything if Fair I don't enough. know what's going well, on. Well, we so Cody's going to be back next week. Yes. And then you have a game plan. I do and have a game plan. a little bit? Yeah. So basically the game plan, in and it was in, in um, honor of Infinity Wars. Uh, the game plan, Which and it's good because we would have seen it by next. Yes, week. Uh, the game is going to be, and I'm still working the working on it or whatever. Uh, I will give you guys names, and you will tell me if they are the nickname of a fighter or the name of a uh, superhero. I got so, it. Yeah. Easy. Uh, not as easy as you think. Easy. Or no, wait, Na- name of a superhero, name of a fighter, or both, because there are some that are going to be both. Ah. Uh. I got okay. you. Yeah. I got so you. I might modify it a little bit before next week, but that's basically the, the premise behind so it. So now we can study up. <laughs> you can. But I'm I'm just giving you I'm giving you a warning. It covers Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, uh all of them. Only Dark Horse? I'm just saying it comic doesn't necessarily just mean we'll Marvel have to look or through DC. Our previews. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So let's uh, let's just run through a lot of stuff here. Let's start with Clarissa Shield. She's fighting June twenty second. It was announced uh, at the Masonic Temple in Detroit. Ah, the co-main event, and that event will be on Showtime. Uh, will feature Christina Hammer. Uh, obviously, Christina Hammer. Um, she's fighting. I can't remember. I think it's Tori Nelson, the lady that Shields just fought. The 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 bus driving waitress boxer who actually did pretty well against shields meaning she didn't get knocked out survived the 10 rounds so if hammer's able to knock out tory you know it adds some intrigue maybe you know if hammer's able to get her out of the ring quick and this is at the masonic temple masonic temple june 22nd uh keith thurman has officially vacated his wbc welterweight title but if you remember three weeks ago keith thurman injured his left hand in training and the may fights off what I wanted to say is that the UFC, um, as as critical we are about the UFC, the one thing they do get right is the uh, interim belts. I don't think somebody should have to vacate a belt or lose a belt due to an injury. And so, like, that sucks for Keith Thurman that he's vacating a belt because of an injury, it appears. Um, that's the one thing I do like uh, UFC does is, like, they'll, they'll have, like, an interim belt 
and then when that guy comes back healthy, the two belt holders go. I'm not saying that boxing will ever get organized and make that happen, but that I just think that an injury in a sport where you're constantly getting hit or hitting people, that should be not a reason to lose a belt. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Uh, good shout out to our friend uh, Matt who runs KOP. Um, he has another event happen on June 30th. I did not make it to KOP, but um, I heard it was a huge success. Not only did I hear it was a success, this guy is building something out there like in the Midwest that is, let's be honest, it's consistent. It's constantly packed. Not only is it constantly packed, uh, he's doing it better than most people in the state. Um, I'm not saying there's not people in the state that run good organizations or or good MMA shows, but uh, he, he's doing something really, really, really special out there. Um, so congratulations to KOP on their show. Uh, their next show is June 30th at Delta Plex. And if Cody's in town, he will definitely be there. And... Um, uh, the Golden Gloves happened since the last time we were here. Yeah, um, how'd it go? Went went amazing. So, since I mean, the history of our Golden Gloves is amazing. Joe Lewis, you know, won uh, the silver trophy in our tournament. Not only that, it sold out the Olympia uh, Arena back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. So, so like. Use that with a grain of salt of what I'm talking. In the last 15 years with some of these board members, I've been on the board probably four or five, um, it's the biggest one we've had. Mm -hmm. So is it anything crazy like it was Kobo back in the day? No, but we're moving in the right direction. Right, yeah. We had 800 people. The Detroit Free Press wrote an amazing article. Cool. Um, We had great media coverage, and it was exciting. And then on Friday night, uh, you had a pro show going less than uh, half a mile away at Motor City. And I think that was our best attendance night. Okay. It was on Friday, which thus proves the AMI right. crowd is different than the, the pro crowd. Mm-hmm. So all around a huge success. Our national team uh, mid-May goes to Omaha, Nebraska. I do think there is a national champion on – I don't want to jinx them. I do think we have a national champion on this team. and um, But it's successful uh, Detroit Golden Glove. Uh, you can still support the Golden Gloves. Uh, by going to uh, DetroitGoldenGloves.org and uh, donating money and, you know, making uh, the dreams of uh, a lot of people come true because it, it's neat to see these things. Now, I did want to say this. So um, the story of the tournament, which was not probably said, is uh, our good friend Tony Harrison's fight in May 11th. Is that May 11th, Ishay Smith? First off, that's a a good good fight for him. Is that May 11th? So, um, yeah, so he's fighting in May. Um, Ishay Smith um, is a good name for Tony Harrison. This is a good fight. He should win it. Uh, What Tony Harrison has done with the community and giving back, he had an army, didn't he, Rochelle, of little kids fighting in this thing. Absolutely. we should post the picture on here. The story of the this tournament is what he's built and what he's given back and how big um, the Henry Hank uh, gym is. Him and his dad are building something amazing. I just think it's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's huge. Like to see what they've done in three years and what what they're going to be doing going forward. And here's a guy that's not doing it after – 
not doing it um, for the the glory because the thing is Tony Harrison will have his hood up, doesn't want to be announced that he's at events, um, is doing it for the right reasons and doing it while he's fighting in his career, not after. Right. Like making the time for it yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That's the story of the, the Golden Gloves. And his, t- his team uh, won the team trophy because they had the most entrance and most wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so congratulations, um, you know, to Tony Harrison and his gym and his dad and everybody that's a part of that. Um, to me, that it's amazing because we're seeing these gyms grow and it's making for more successful tournaments. So mm-hmm. the, the Golden Gloves was absolute success. Cool. Um, on a sad note, though, as you brought up, a good friend of our show, I think he's been on five, six times, Dwayne Williams. Yeah. Uh, had his house broken into mm-hmm. this past week. Not only did he lose his fight purse money, uh, his kids lost their toys and everything like that. But there is a GoFundMe page for uh, people. It's a um, he posted on Facebook. I'm I'm actually trying to pull up the uh, uh, the thing right now. Um, but it's a uh, I believe a fundraising page. I don't know if it's necessarily uh, GoFundMe. Uh, let's see. It's a it's on Facebook. Uh, it's a Facebook fundraiser. Um, he, uh, if you just go to his Facebook page, uh, Dwayne Williams, uh, DW, uh, hold on. I want to find where his thing goes. Uh, D-W-A-Y-N-E Williams. Um, you can donate. It's a Facebook, uh, donation page. Um, he, yeah, uh, house broken into, stole the fight money, his TV, his laptop, his son's games, his PS4 and an Xbox, um, and rent money. So, yeah. Shit, that sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, he's friend of the show, uh, been on here a bunch of times. So, if you can find him, get on Facebook and, and donate if you want to. Uh, I believe he's trying to raise about five thousand dollars to cover uh, all the losses. So right. hopefully, hopefully uh, he gets uh, he gets back on his feet and gets some of that recouped. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. And hopefully they find the guys and they just basically let Dwayne have his way with them for a little bit. Oh, that would be awesome, uh, wouldn't it? Though I think that'd be kind of. I'd love to record that. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully they do find the people, but more yeah. importantly, he gets his stuff back. Yeah, money, exactly. Which, uh, we will be back next week. Cody will be uh, back, back from, from uh, Italy. Italy. And, Italiano. Uh, we will have guests next week, I yeah. Do you think when he comes back, he's going to be going, hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. No, but I, I, I know <laughs> he has some probably amazing stories for us. Yeah. I'm excited. To, <laughs> like, I, I just picture their stuff that Cody doesn't probably understand about, like, Italy, like the Vespas and stuff. Like, I just, <laughs> I can't wait to hear his observations. <laughs> it's like, going to be you know, awesome. Like, like so, like, they're awesome. not a motorcycle. Yeah. But they're not a scooter. Right. They're a Vespa. <laughs> they're a Vespa. You know, and like you just be like, I just want to hear Cody's observations of uh, the country. And then uh, Princess Vespa. Right. Daughter of Roman. And, and, King of the Druids. And here's a guy that is uh, very healthy, clean yeah. living. Mm-hmm. Uh, just there, so there, much pasta. There's so much carbs over so there, dude. Pasta. I just. I, we gonna, might not even recognize he's Cody. He's going to come back and he's going to be bloated. <laughs> Cody would be like. <laughs> Found some carbs over there. Brought them back for souvenirs. <laughs> yeah, you're going to run into some carbs. But yeah. uh, we will be back next week. Yep. Take care.